guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. This week, we are sponsored by Volcano Coffee, an independent South London coffee roaster launched in 2010. The founder's from New Zealand and wanted to bring the great tasting coffees he had growing up to the UK while supporting the livelihoods of the communities who grow and support it. All the coffees are hand roasted, so you can get beans, ground coffee, and pods and they're available to buy online and in coffee shops. This delicious coffee is served in the best independent cafes and restaurants across the UK, including River Cafe, Claridge's and Nobu. Coffee is ethically sourced. Farmers are actually paid over double fair trade, and it's a carbon neutral company in the process of becoming a B Corp. It's the first specialty coffee brand to launch biodegradable pods in the UK, and they are a two-time Great Taste Award winner. And we can vouch for it because we have both tried, and it's absolutely delicious, although... I think Barry being the ultimate coffee fiend. <laughs> yeah. As a coffee connoisseur, <laughs> I can honestly say that it is delicious. And I have just put it in my um, bean to cup machine and the beans are fire. And I literally love the fact that it is the first coffee brand to launch biodegradable pods. I think that's incredible. Absolutely. So if you guys want to try Volcano Coffee, then head to their website and use code ForkingWellness20 in all capitals and get 20% off your order. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's of the Forking Wellness podcast. This week we have a really special guest on, Jared Freed, comedian, podcast host. Hi Jared. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so we are super you. excited and especially to get more guys on the show as well. We haven't got yeah. enough guy guests. <laughs> Love it. I, I, I love, uh, yeah, I, I, I sometimes, for whatever reason, in my comedy life, I have been tasked with being some sort of like bridge to the male brain. So I'm happy to be that for you guys as well. Amazing. That sounds like just what this podcast needs. We have a lot of female energy and to get some male energy on the podcast and just get a different perspective, I think. I think the whole point of this podcast is just providing people with perspective and then you can go and do what you want with that. But I definitely think we're missing that male, male perspective. Yeah, I think podcasts in general, it's like you get to like hang out with, you know, and listen in on a conversation and you know, nobody's, you guys are experts. You guys are professionals, right? You know, you're dietitians. You guys have real degrees and, you know, you guys are um, educated and all that stuff. And like professionals, like like that's such a huge thing, such an asset for people to be able to listen and listen into because, you know, in the world of Twitter and Instagram posts and fast information, you don't get to hear the, like, you know, the person go, you know, that little, that little sound in their voice where they're thinking over because not every answer is black and white, especially for health. And, you know, I'm just some idiot who talks out of his ass about dating a lot and about relationships and about health stuff, basically from an emotional perspective. And when I'm on stage, I'm just trying to like point out an angle that I think is funny. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that people are like, well, is that must be the truth now? You're like, well, it, maybe for some, I don't know, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it, it, that's why I think podcasts are so powerful, and why people are gravitating towards them is like, you know, oh, okay, you can hear that not, you know, the the angst in in the voices of 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 kind of things people are saying, and I like that. Yeah, I completely agree. You can hear the the rant, the fire, like the rant you just went on about the fact that we're using Skype, not Zoom. I would love to hear back from anyone who would defend. We Someone has to feel the same way about <laughs> Skype that I do. It's yeah. always, they do it for auditions because it's always like a stressful time when I have to do Skype. It'll be like, okay, you're on a, you have a third audition. They're going to do this one on Skype. And I'm like, what? You're like, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Count me out. I, and it's five minutes before. I can't find my password. I'm on Microsoft looking for my old, like, 
AIM password. It's just a disaster. And you brought me back to that moment in my life. So well, I feel we like so honored that you kind of pursued that struggle and still showed up for the recording. Well, I still showed up because also I love that you guys are in London. I want a I've done shows in London um, and I was there last uh, last year, I guess. Last fall um, 2019, I was there opening for Michelle Wolf, who's a fantastic comic. She's been on she has Netflix specials and all that stuff. Um, But I was like we were ready to come do shows in London again. And, uh, you know, with the pandemic and everything. So I really, if anyone listening in London, I want you to follow me and I want you to become a fan of what I do so I can come and do shows there. We did this theater. It was so amazing. It was so much fun. Where was it? It was in Soho. Um, We also did a little bit of a tour. We went to, we were in London and then we went up to, um, what's the town that's basically where they do all the uh, TV production? Uh, Is it Manchester? Manchester. Yeah, that's where like uh, uh, you know, like Sky Sports is, right, or whatever. I didn't know what you were gonna say. I don't know. You went there. What's that? I I didn't know what you were gonna say about Manchester when you started on that rip. Oh no! Uh, I have no idea where Sky Sports is. I have no idea where the film productions are. Well, the one there was one town where all the production happens. That's what I was told. It was like, and we did a show there, and then we did another town too. We did three towns around England, and it was just a blast. Like, I just want to be able to do stand up in England again. So I, oh, I, I well, want I'm glad you like the all country. your fans. What's, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I such a, I love I love London. Like that is like. It was like a Boston, New York vibe. Like it had neighborhoods. You could kind of like, mm. I just like sitting out and having like a a pint. Uh, I <laughs> like so sit out, Yeah, like sitting out by the bar, but like there's no seats outside. Like they're ever just like hanging out on a street corner with a beer. <laughs> like I just love that that vibe. It was just I I love I love that area. I want to do stand up there again. I'm, that's my goal. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you're welcome back anytime. We love you Thanks. here in London. Um, so going back to your comedy sketch, one of the things that you talk about is that you've, I've heard you say that you've been on this weight loss journey for your whole life and it's an intro into your comedy. Yeah. I talk about on stage, I talk about being a man who is worried about his weight and having dealt with that my legitimately my whole life. And I tell a joke right now where I say, I've been trying to lose 10 pounds my whole life. And I think a lot of people can connect to that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's interesting because I don't think people expect to hear it from a guy like me. I think like I'm a fine looking guy. I don't, you know, some people think, you know, I, and I have one of those bodies that everyone would describe differently. And that's like been the hardest part of my life. Like, uh, like some people like, oh, you look like you're in shape. Some people be like, yeah, he's a chubby guy. Some people are like, he's fat. Like I've gotten all of those. So it's this big mind fuck of like, I don't know how someone sees me. So I'm always like, not sure how I'm going to be perceived by them body wise. And that's probably uh, not probably definitely in my own head. So I have these insecurities that I'm playing out on stage that like people really appreciate. And I love talking about it because it is something I deal with every day. So, Mm. and I don't think this is, I think having, you know, dealing with your health is a daily thing. It's, and, and I think of it like I would like somebody would think of addiction. Like I, I, you know, don't have a good relationship with food and it's something I have to be aware of. And mm-hmm. like right now I'm feeling really good. I'm, I feel like I'm on the downslide. I feel like I'm losing weight. I feel like I'm getting in shape. I feel like I'm eating in a way that I'm like happy with, but like, that's not always the case and it, it ebbs and flows. And so when I'm on stage, I love to make jokes about it because I like to make fun of things that make me feel uncomfortable. And I think everyone can, and I think it's something people connect on. And again, I think men connect with it in a way that's different than women. Like sometimes women get uncomfortable when I talk about it because they're like, well, if he thinks that of me, what, or if he thinks that of himself, what does he think of me? You know, and, and I, I, you know, I've had people stand up at shows and like yell at me, you're not fat. Like, I'm like, you know, like I've had that happen. And so this is like a very personal thing. That's also so relatable that I love talking about it because it's been a subject of conversation 
every day of my life. Like I'm, I'm living in Boca with my parents right now. And like, you know, Jewish parents are feeders and restrictors at the same time. My parents have a drink, sit with me, let's have a drink. And then the next day, <laughs> drinking too much, you, drink? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you're drinking a lot. We don't like, you know, the amount you're drinking. It's like, I was on the beach with my dad the other day. And, and my dad and I have the same exact body type. So he's dealt with this his whole life. It is a, to me, weight issues are passed down. They're genetic. Like heart disease is genetic. So is anxiety about weight. So um, my dad and I were on the beach and it's my dad, my mom, and my uncle and aunt. And we're all on the beach and I'm in a suit. I'm in a bathing suit and a hat. Like I'm as naked as I'm going to be in public unless I go crazy and have you see me in the news for a horrible <laughs> reason. So I'm sitting there enjoying my day, you know, like it's a beautiful beach day during a pandemic. Like I'm like sitting there in my mind. I'm going, we're so lucky. I'm so lucky. My parents and I are close. I'm loving this moment. And my dad goes, how much do you weigh? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh God. And I go, no. why? And, and it's like, you guys say no, which is the appropriate reaction. But like, he, I just was like, why? What? Why? Yeah, why? And, and he goes, no reason. And I'm like, that's just not how questions work. Like, that's just not like every question is asked for a reason. You don't you're not like walking around with a notebook, going up to random people, asking for their weight and then like coming back and be like and reading the notebook and just closing it and going good night. Like, yeah. like that would have a reason. You know, like, and he was like, why are you so sensitive? And then it's like, now it's me that's the sensitive yes. one. And I go, no, I just don't know where this conversation takes us that gets me to a better place mentally. Yeah, totally. And, and Do you goes, think, sorry, you said that before that you and your dad had the same body type and he kind of asked you that question without an intention. But do you think that he was coming from not like a place of projecting, but like, do you think he was one of his security is he was trying to, you know, is that something that was a dynamic between you two growing up where that was no, that kind of relationship? I, I think it's like, he knows I care about it. He knows he cares about it. And I don't, I, 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 we don't have that. It's not that that's our type of relationship, but it's like, you know, he would say to me like, Hey, you know, like he, we're the family that like, if we're eating, like everyone's eating. And then my dad would like take the water and pour it on the food at the table. Like that, there's nothing more embarrassing than that. Like, so like, you know, like, so, and it's like, why can't we just say, Hey, it's enough. Or just like, let everyone eat and realize they ate too much and be better the next time. Like, you know what I mean? So like, it's not that it, I think it's more projecting. Like I, and I, and I, and I, we were talking, and he couldn't believe that I was like, he's like, you're taking it the wrong way. And I'm like, no, I'm taking it the exact way it's meant. I was like, I go, I don't even know who you would ask that question to generally. I was like, it's, and also we're not at a carnival. Like, I don't know the reason that like, this is gonna. But like, where does that conversation go? Like what you disclose your weight. And then he's like, okay, let's talk about it. Like. Well, yeah, and that's like, I, yeah, I don't know. I was like, if you want to have an adult conversation with me, don't come in through the side door. Like, you yeah. can say, like, hey, Jared, you need to lose some fucking weight. You looked huge on the beach today. That that conversation could come at a different time. And that's the conversation that sounds mean, but I think it's meaner to, like, because I'm having a good day. Like, I worked right. out that morning. Um, I'm, I, I feel like I'm eating, again, like I said to you, that morning I'm like, I'm having a good day. Like, I, I feel like I'm on a roll. That, well, how much do you weigh with, like, no context? Now I'm like, now you start questioning. And this is the hard part about staying in shape when you know it's, when it feels like it's beyond your control is you're like, was I, am I doing the wrong, am I doing the wrong workouts? Am I eating the wrong way? You know, I, uh, and am I, do, you know, is my connection to reality off? Yeah. Is what it becomes. I think it was an interesting question because, like, no matter what the outcome was, it wasn't going to be a good situation. So it was either, like, did he ask you because he was, like, like you said, like, he wanted to approach it from weight, like, oh, I think that, 
you know, maybe you should do X, Y, Z, or was he like saying that I looked good or was he saying, but then without the answer, it just left you wondering and ruminating over that and creating all these scenarios. And then that doesn't play out well and help kind of your mindset and maintaining that positive mindset. Because in order to make positive health changes, you really have to be in a positive state. And that probably did it. And it did it have a trickle on effect? Like, within the next day, did you notice any like changes in your decisions around food or your mood around food? No, you know, I, I think like saying to him, like, where does this conversation take us? Was was a good thing. Like, at least I didn't like stop there. Because like, I'm like, I don't even know. And he actually brought it up later. He was like, I you took it the wrong way. You got to, you know, he blamed me. And I go, I don't understand. I, I go, I just don't see why. And he said, he goes, well, I asked because you're so thick. And I just want to know how much that weighs. And like, you, you're like such a strong, big guy, but you're not fat. And I'm like, the more you like get into this, the worse it gets. Like, you know, like I don't, we all have on our good days and our bad days, we all have our mind's eye of how we look. And on your good days, you just want to like ride that mind's eye interpretation to the next workout. And on your bad days, you want to look in the mirror and go, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought I was, as, as, as I was feeling. And it's like, Again, just like we said in the beginning, like it's a daily struggle. It is something that's on your mind all the time. So like, so like I, you know, I, it just, I, I I don't know. Maybe he's at that age where like you just say stupid things, like where you just forget like that, like there's a world. I I don't know. I, I, I think it's okay to be sensitive about the things people say to you because people do say stupid things. Like they do. It's so common as well. Like, oh, I think grandparents and parents, mm -hmm. they will sit at the table and say, oh, you're going to have another helping. Or like you said, you haven't eaten enough, have more. And there's all these conflicting messages. And I think what you're doing is actually highlighting how often people think it's okay to comment on what we weigh, what we're eating, how we look, how we're living how our we lives. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's hard. I have empathy for the other side. Your parents, your grandparents, they love you. Like, like this is the hard part of it all. It's like most of this stuff comes with love. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have to believe to live a life that my dad was asking the question with love in his heart as, as much as someone could demonize what, what the question as, and as much as I want to make fun of the question anyone you know I I do understand that it comes with love so that's the hard part because like you know there was a story this summer where Adele after she lost all this weight mm-hmm. people were like oh my god and I just so happened she's British and I would love a British fan base that would come to my shows um <laughs> I I Adele lost a bunch of weight and I was like that good for her and people were saying like oh my god you look amazing and of course people want to know what she did and how she did it and again this is one of those slippery slope things because you she should be complimented i am a person if i lost that much weight people need to fucking say something like it needs to be acknowledged i need i and if it wasn't i would be angry i would be like what happened like i, I did i not lose any weight am i delusional like Work was done. She didn't lose 10 pounds. Like, work was done. That didn't happen by accident. But then people were yelling at the people saying, hey, look, you look amazing, going, didn't you think she looked good before? And it's like, there has to be some middle ground, you know? Like, I I, I would... You're never going to win with those arguments. Because, like, there's going to... And that's the whole thing when people are in the spotlight and, like, people are coming from all angles and you're attacking the people who are attacking the other people. It just becomes this, like, really convoluted, terrible thing. But I think the message is, deep down, I think, especially with Adele, it's, one, it's people demonizing other people based on their weight. And that should never happen. But also, like, it just... I don't know how to say it, but, like just like if Adele if that was Adele's prerogative and she did it like good for Adele and like if she's happy then we're all happy for her and it's the people who are I don't know how to explain it in a way that's going to come off eloquent and but I think it's the messaging that 
is the but message that you know how how you know when was she healthier you know we don't know that that lower weight equated to better health for her mm-hmm. and it's like how can we kind of surround this topic with positivity and good vibes without it being sure. damaging in someone else's head do you know what yeah, i mean just, that's just because i say i love chocolate doesn't mean fuck vanilla and yeah. I, I think that's 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 what people get into like i thought adele was beautiful before she lost weight like i love curvy women like that's what I'm into. So when I say she looks, congratulations, you look amazing. It's an acknowledgement of you have put in an amount of work into something, whether that's the best thing for your mental, like some people lose weight and it's bad for their mental health because they don't know how to live in this new body. Like I've been that, I lost 50 pounds once. And I remember after losing that weight, like my connection to my worth and, 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 whatever like my worth and like how people viewed me was so off and so like and I had to like come to terms with that and then Mm -hmm. so like I I think like I never I just never like the people getting angry at someone when their intent is to be nice Mm -hmm. like I, I I can't ever understand the person like don't you think you look good before it's like you have entered yourself into an arena that only had love here and you brought up hate into it to make me a hateful person. And it's like, again, like I, I, the idea of like, what's beautiful, what's right, what's healthy. Like everyone has their own version of it to me. Like if someone built a casino with their own bare hands, I would say, congratulations on building your casino. It doesn't mean that I'm saying gambling is right, or this is the only way to go. Like that's, they yeah. built something. Adela very obviously built something. I think there's this like larger conversation happening in the wellness industry where there's this big anti-diet movement. And like, look, we really do stand for that. Like we, we agree with it on most levels. But then I also think that there's this other thing that's happening. Like what you said, just because anti-diet doesn't mean you're against weight loss. And I think there's this like weight loss has become a dirty word. And it's this mm-hmm. very, very hard and sensitive thing to navigate in this field where I don't think weight loss is a negative word at all, because I think it's the way that you go about the weight loss, which is a negative can be a negative thing. If you want to improve your health and you make healthy decisions and you start to eat better and you're sleeping better and you're exercising, you're staying hydrated, you're taking care of your stress and you're doing all the things that add up and the weight comes off. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that if there's weight that you have to lose. But I think that a lot of people think, oh, if you're on a weight loss journey, you're automatically restricting, you're automatically engaging in unhealthy behaviors. And I don't think that's always true. And I think it's really hard to separate the two because when we think weight loss, we think, oh, bad diets, you know, Mm -hmm. crash dieting, fad dieting. And yeah, that stuff is terrible. That stuff needs to go out the window for everyone who's pushing celery juice, like you need to just stop, like sit down, your moment's over, we're about health, but that doesn't mean that weight loss has to be such a negative word for everyone. And it's those blanket terms that when we try to apply this one size fits all approach to everyone is when we run into these issues. I, I'll say this, and I, and I know this from the podcast that I do, and I talk, uh, people write in with dating questions and there is and what people are looking for and i have this issue with health and wellness is you're looking for answers and you're looking for rules Mm. to take your own emotion out of it because and and that's just not possible everyone's different everyone has a different path in life and in emotional states and, and this happens with dating. They'll say, should I, or should a guy pay for the date? That's like a, that's a very basic question. And I say, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you. And, and this is all in what people are doing is they also want to be a good person. So they want to know, am I a good person? Should the guy pay for a date? How should I feel? And I always say, I don't know. Because all I can say is if the guy has to go splitsies on the date and you were like, uh, that was kind of, that kind of turned me off. You have the right to have that feeling. 
So, and just like you have the right, if the guy goes, you know, set, says splitsies and you go, I like that he let me pay half the tab because it was empowering or however you look at it, that's right too. So you're entitled to your own feelings and there's no such thing as should or shouldn't. There's no such thing as too much or too little. And I think the same goes for wellness and health. Like, you know, when, when Barry, when you heard me on diet starts tomorrow, a lot of my complaints at that time is like, I was starting with a trainer and I was starting with a nutritionist and you have people that are like, and, and while you're doing this, I was like, I, my approach this time around was to like, be so honest with the nutritionist to say, I need a beginning, middle and end to a meal. Like mm -hmm. I need that. So I can't have the, and I need to know what that meal is the day before. Like I can't not, if I don't know the meal and if I get to a meal and I'm starving, it's over. Like that's the, and, and but that's me. Yeah, yeah, you recognize that that works for you. you, you are, exactly. You have to recognize what works for you, what doesn't. And listen, that changes over time. I was there just going to say, you might not be like that forever, but right now that's what you need. And in six months, you might have more tools under your belt and more skills and better decision, like not better, because I'm not saying that you have poor decision making now, but I'm just saying sure. like you might have better access to the things that you need. And that just might look really different. And that's, I think that's the point that it's ever evolving. And you're not I, when I lost 50 pounds, as I mentioned before, I was in a very specific situation. I was working at a summer camp. I'm doing like I'm eating like tablespoons of peanut butter and every three hours and eating turkey, three slices. And at that point, in my life, it worked like and, and that's something I never thought about before. So because whenever I would try to like when I felt like I was getting off of like my health game, I would go back to that because that's mm -hmm. all I knew. That's yeah. what worked before. And then I was doing that and I'm like, this isn't even getting me through an hour. You know, like, and then you're so, like, actually these behaviors don't feel good anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and my stomach isn't reacting well to it and I'm not feeling great and I can't do it for more than three days in a row. And, and then you go, man, if the thing that worked before doesn't work anymore, find something new. Yeah. Well, I, at the time I was like, so that's why I kind of like, was like, I need to, and plus my, you know, I have a different schedule now. Like I, when I, when I was traveling a lot, like you go away on weekends and, you know, just traveling in general, you're in, it just, it's, it's fraught with drinking and, and finding just quick and easy options. So, you know, you have, again, it's like, there's, a, I do believe this for dating and I do believe this for health and wellness. There's a butt for every seat. There's a shoe for every foot. And I think when you see the stuff online, it's a lot of you should when who's to say everyone's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think like looking back in, I actually think it's really interesting because I think there's a lot of correlations between dating and dieting. Um, right. But do you think like when you look back during lockdown and during COVID and the pandemic, do you think it'll have a positive impact on your wellness journey and relationship with food or do you think it'll be something that will cause more turmoil in the future I think it's gonna be a positive thing for everyone who's interested in this like I kind of feel bad for gyms because like if you're someone who wants to work out and gyms were kind of like taken away from you you figured out a different way now like mm -hmm. like most people have figured out how to make this work like I go on a Peloton, my parents have a Peloton and I get on that bike and I'm like, this is so amazing. Like the fact that I can just jump on and it is like an experience that's different every single time. It's not monotonous. Like I'm working with a trainer. His name's uh, Matt Forzaglia or uh, he's at Forzag on Instagram. Everyone should go follow him. He's fantastic. Um, I've enjoyed working out with him. And I told him in the beginning, we do an hour every day. And he's like, I was like, just do, I just wanted something different every day. I don't want to be doing 10 reps three times on a barbell. Like I, like, and I, and again, like I haven't like strength wise, I feel good. Like I like working out with him. I working with a nutritionist. I, I, or I don't know the name. I'm sorry. Is it a dietitian or a nutritionist? Uh, so 
it can be either i think in the in the u.s it's dietitian but in the uk we have registered nutritionists and dietitians okay so alex turoff she's great i work with her and she's been like she when i travel and do shows on the road um when i've been able to she's like found me the restaurants nearby with things on the menu that can like that are the choices to make because i'm like just looking to have less choice in my life and like yeah it's like choice fatigue Totally. And I think for me, like the pandemic, one, it's just generally healthier for me because I, I work nights. Like, I, that, you know, when I'm in New York, I was doing shows three times a night, every night until two in the morning. So the hardest part then for me, and, and I hope we go back to that life. I hope I can. Mm-hmm. But also, I hope I go back to it knowing that, like, you got to stop eating, you know, have a dinner and, and then be done. Like, like, but going to bed at 2 a.m., maybe if you're starving, have a RX bar instead of ordering a bunch of pretzels that I I would do before. Like, maybe not drink, have a drink at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, like maybe push it off till Thursday. You know, like it's, you know, it's just been um, for me, especially having worked at night, this has been just a healthier lifestyle forced on me, you Mm -hmm. know. And I think having kind of outside help of just like more more so guidance, not necessarily telling you what to do, but actually just providing you with, okay, maybe that didn't make you feel good. Maybe you could try doing this and you being like, okay, cool. Yeah, that works. Let's go with this. Yeah. I There's a food place here that I go to every day. And it's like a fit food cafe. Like it's, it's like their whole thing is help. And like I, they'll do like, I get the same egg white turkey scramble every day that whenever sounds I so it. boca so it's boca. the most boca place you should see it it's like all outdoor seating every table is just like you know just lululemon everywhere and um <laughs> it's uh it's fantastic and i go there and sit with my mom or i sit alone and i just kind of like take in the sights and sounds and that's also the problem with Boca. Like Boca, like Bo- I don't know if people in London even know of. Boca. No, my whole family lives. Well, no, my grandma, my grandparents, and my cousins live in Boca, but we're okay. from New York. They're like transplants, so I can just like sure. picture exactly what you're saying. Just like in the mall, just like or outside Whole Foods, just like exact. I know exactly like on Yamato Road. Yeah, totally. And it's this is it. For, for anyone that doesn't know Boca Raton, basically anytime you talk about it, it just sounds like you're making fun of Jewish stereotypes. It's just like the whole town. Like, like I legitimately got in an argument in line at a bagel shop here. Like the first week I was here and I was, and I was like, this is what an anti-Semite would say Jews are doing in Boca. Like, like it's like crazy. Um, so, um, but I, they, it comes with, sweet potato rounds, they call them, which is like three sweet potatoes, three like slices of sweet potato. And I've been doing that. I've been enjoying it. And I feel full and satiated. And then the other day I was like, what are the other sides? Like now I'm like, what? and they were like, well, we do broccoli sauteed or steamed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not the biggest broccoli guy, but I'm like, let's give it a shot. Like, let's see what broccoli does. And it felt like I lost a hundred pounds just from having the, you know, like I felt like, like, uh, like just, but that one switch up, I was like, just knowing like, okay, I can do broccoli or sweet potato, mm-hmm. you know, like it, 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 it kind of, it, it, it's like, you have to like start simple before you can get complex with these things. And I don't know, it just feels good to know. Like, it feels good to like take a picture of it and send it to like someone who's supporting you just like you guys or, or Alex and be like, Hey, what, what do you think? Is this a, yeah. was this a good choice? Oh, you did it. You check the box. You, you made the right choice today. Yeah. Like you're, you're adding diversity. And cause I think that when you're trying to make changes and positive changes, it's really easy to stay in your narrow bubble because it makes you feel good. You feel good doing it. You know that you kind of have that safety, safety net, but sometimes, yeah. sometimes that can create bigger problems where then you fear going outside that safety net. And it's, it's allowing like what you your... said about the Turkey and the peanut butter and you were yeah. doing it for so long. And then you're like, actually this isn't really working anymore yeah and then what people do and the hard part is like sometimes like the turkey and the peanut butter people like knew me for that like people knew that was something i did 
So then identified. it became like, a, well, it's so annoying. Peanut butter guy. Yeah, and it's like it would become annoying because like you'd come back to like school things. Like I don't like I think about this stuff all the time. All you want to do is live normally when you don't have to think of this stuff. I come back to like college to like hang out with old friends. You still eating turkey and peanut butter? I'm like I, I, yeah, I know you know this about me, but like. No, do I look like I am? Like I, I don't know. Like like I I'm not here in a stringer tank top doing like muscle poses. Like yeah. like like no, I'm trying to live just like you. I'm trying to be an adult and and be able to like have a drink with my friends, have a drink with my family, um eat somewhat like you know, go out to nice dinners and have great experiences with my girlfriend and friends, but also like fit in my t-shirt like that, like I, and that, that's the other thing, like, you know, when you're 22 and as a man, you want to be like strong, you want to be, you know, like buff, like you want to look like be attractive to women. That's, you know, like you don't really, and I'm 35 now. It's like, I want to be attractive still, but I want to be attractive in a totally different way. Like I want to be able to like put on a suit and, and be able to button the neck. You know, like I want to be able to feel good about wearing a suit instead of like, like when it gets around the Jewish holidays, like I have this thing every year. I'm like, is the suit going to fit? And I'm like sweating it out. Like nothing feels better than putting on a suit that feels good to put on and not worrying about, you know, will the, you know, so I, when I started working out with the trainer, I was like, I don't need abs. Like, that's not what I'm like. My goal isn't that like my goal is t-shirt. I want to put on a t-shirt without doing this every five minutes when I put it on, like stretching it out and turning mm-hmm. it into a different t-shirt. I do a joke about that on stage. And it's like, what's so amazing to me is like men connect with it so much and women go, yeah, my boyfriend does do that. And it's like one of those things that like feels good. And then like I did the bit for like two years. And then all of a sudden I saw that there was like this joke meme put out where they made a button to stretch out your t-shirt you can attach it to your t-shirt and, stretch <laughs> out. and I was like wow this is uh it, it it's always good as a comic to be ahead of the joke you know what I mean like yeah if you yeah, beat the meme, you, yeah if you beat the meme that means you're doing a good joke if you're behind yeah. the meme then you're too late and it's um <laughs> so yeah I just think like as a guy like you, you, your goals change like I I just want to be able to like like I, I bought some shirts the other day and I was between a large and an XL. I know for my body, I should be in a large. I should be like, that feels like the right place for me. And I was like right on the edge. I'm like, and I put it on, on my Instagram stories. I was like, look, I'm almost in this large. Should I keep it as a goal shirt? And that kind of triggered people because I think a lot of women do that where they're like, these are gold jeans. Like, I, you don't hear a lot of guys talk about their gold jeans. You do yeah, hear that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's really interesting to hear, actually, that guys, you know, talk about this stuff as well, and it's a concern. And, you know, yeah, do you have those conversations with your guy friends? Are you like, you know, do I look big in this? Nah. Or, you know. <laughs> you don't have that conversation with guy friends, but you do think like what you see in the movies. Like the, yeah, like, we're just not as open about it. Like, I think, like, when I went on Instagram, the amount of messages I got back, I just, it's up right now. The amount of messages I got from women being like, and all these women had very specific opinions about me calling it a gold shirt. Like they were just like, that's wrong. You shouldn't. And I, and I agree with them. That's wrong. But for me, I was like, no, I'm like 10 away. Like this was inspiring. You know, like I, I think that when a shirt's new and it's a gold shirt, like maybe that's a little different than when it's old and it's a gold shirt. Cause you're like, ah, I don't even, I've worn it before, but I don't know. This is how I'm dealing with it. You know, like I, I understand. I'm not, again, fuck chocolate or love chocolate doesn't mean fuck vanilla. Like I did it last night. The shirt seemed to fit. Okay. I think if I lost 10 pounds or if I, it's not even to put numbers on it. If I kept going the way I'm going, I think that shirt is a real realistic possibility for me to look good at it and feel good at it. And I do understand when people were ready back, they're like, I, I don't know. Don't do that to yourself. Be comfortable in it. I go, I know. I got shirts I'm comfortable in too. Like I can mm-hmm. like I can do that too. 
Yeah, I think it's, it is having those, uh, it's a really hard thing to navigate because like we said, like things are different for everyone. And I think for a lot of people having goal clothes, the last time that they fit in them, a lot of the times is an unrealistic thing to ever go back to. Like if you have a pair of jeans that you wore in high school and those are your goal jeans, get rid of them. You are not yeah. meant to be yeah. in the body of a 14 year old when you're 28 years old. Okay. So I think that, you know, Again, it's hard to say, like, you should never have gold clothes. That's bad for everyone. Because I just don't believe in putting that one size prescriptive, like, it's always bad, it's always good. Like, I just think we we need to evolve from that and be more understanding of everyone's unique situations. Totally. And I know you guys can't really, you guys are professionals. You guys um, have degrees and you're people that, you, you guys can't say those things. Like, like I understand <laughs> yeah. that you know, you when you hear a gold shirt, you guys are probably like, ah, no, don't even say it. We're gonna get DMs. I know, and it's like, yeah, I'm like, should I'm I saying, edit this like, out? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. Like the thing is, like what you're saying before is totally true too. Like I had an apartment. I just moved in with my girlfriend before the pandemic, and like my old apartment, she was like helping me go through all these clothes, and it's like I remember feeling like those were gold shirts too, but. They didn't really have the same effect on me. They made me feel bad. They didn't make me mm. feel like putting on, ordering the shirt that was a large because I had already, or again, everything context matters. The story does, matters. Yeah. That's why these podcasts are so helpful. Like I was going to say, it, like I, you can't judge someone so much from like a 15 second Instagram story. No. And I, so because I, and, but I did explain, I was like, mm. I ordered an XL from this company. The XL was too big. The next shirt I got from them was a large. I thought maybe I'll give it a shot. The large was almost there. To me, that was inspiring. I was like, oh my God, I almost made it. And it's like, and then again, what you said about the old clothes, like those have always been depressing to me. Like it's totally different if I was calling like a shirt that I wouldn't even want to wear like it wouldn't even look good in 2021, one that worked in 2014. I would look like a fucking idiot seven <laughs> years later wearing like, you know, whatever it, it was. An it Abercrombie moose yeah, across exactly. your shirt. Like something, I'd be in like my sideways hat looking like I'm trying to be 25 again. Like I would look like a fucking idiot. But it didn't even, not, those things not fitting brought me to like a bad place. So I totally understand like when someone's like, no, don't do that. I'm like, it's like, I, I get it. And it's like, mm -hmm. I think health and wellness, like you guys are in the most unenviable position because I'm sure, and I can just hear, I hear it in the way all nutrition, nutritionists speak. You guys speak it away. The ones that get it and you guys get it. I know you do. The ones that get it, like that are, that have education and have the degrees. They, right now they've been like, you guys are so on the defensive. I can feel it. And it's because <laughs> you get it from every angle. You're like, I want to tell you the truth, but some people aren't ready for the truth. Everything's good. Everything's bad. Moderation. And no one wants to hear that. Everyone wants to hear, so tell me what I'm doing yeah. is right. <laughs> it's like, and even when it's wrong, I had somebody, and people are loud, confident about it. I'm loud all the time, but people are loud, confident. I had people, when I tried on the shirt, I keep pointing at the bathroom, when I tried on the shirt and it was tight and I was like, does it fit? Does it not? Should I keep it? People were writing to me that it was, I was worried that it was tight in my stomach. I didn't want a pot belly in the shirt. That was my biggest concern. I also am very sensitive about how my chest looks in something. Since I've been older, since I've been younger, I do this all the time with my chest when I'm nervous. I like touch my chest when I'm nervous. Um, I'm very self-conscious about my chest. That's just always been the case. I don't want boobs. That's always been something on my mind. And so when I look at myself in the mirror, that's the first thing I look at to see. And, and again, to all the women listening, if you want a male energy, don't call your boyfriend's chest boobs. Call it a chest. Packs if you want to be like super nice. But don't call them boobs. Don't call like words matter. So I like when when women say, "Oh, look at your your man breast." I'm like, don't even like I will fucking disappear from the earth if you say that one more time. So then I'm in the bathroom and people were commenting, "It's only tight around your arms." 
and, and they I'm introduced like, a new insecurity that you didn't have before. Well, I kind of like that. I, I again, you're right. But there was like, oh, like, like, oh, like muscly. muscly. Yeah, and but they were. <laughs> but, they it, did, but no, but you're right because I'm like, well, I like that it's tight in my arms, and like they're like, you should Tony return it. It's tight in your arms. I'm like, well, you don't think that looks good? I think that looks good. You know, like, and then, but so that insecurity came up. But then. What, here's how stupid people are. People kept going, it's tight in your arms, and even if you lose weight, you're not going to lose weight in your arms. It's only going to get bigger in your arms. And I'm like, that's not how you lose weight. You don't lose weight from one half inch of your body. When you lose 10 pounds, it goes from everything. You're just smaller. The idea that like my shoulders would avoid like getting smaller from losing 10 pounds. It's crazy. But these people were like, like definitive. You will not lose any weight from your shoulders to return. I'm like, and I talked to my, uh, to Forzag today and I was like, Hey man, is this right? Like, well, <laughs> this is the thing. like we, we both have clients who were like, I, I saw this on Instagram. My friend said this and you know, my mom told me that. And messages and it's like everything you think you're learning and everything you think you know you're like do I know like is it right like and yeah. they make you question whether or not you know your body and it's like that's the last thing you need and like I that like I have such respect for people with higher education that have gotten the degrees and it is tempting though you see stuff on Instagram it's tempting listen as a comedian it happens for comedy too People, you know, pop off with one video and then they're going to go tour and do stand-up shows and they don't do stand-up. They suck. Mm-hmm. They have the one that they did on Instagram. So it's like, okay, like, like if you ask me a comic's name, I would know if they are doing it or if they're not. If I asked you about a nutritionist and you looked them up, you would know right away if they're yeah. doing it yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. It is, and, and everyone has that for their own industry. And yeah. it's like, I think, you know, I think um, we're evolving towards people realizing that. Yeah, definitely. But I do think, like, we are just, like, as humans, we want a quick fix. Like, we we want immediate gratification. We want everything to be at the tip of our fingers. And when we can't have that, we get really irritated. And instead of listening to it, we're like, no, 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 I'll find a way. I'm the exception. I, I could do it. And you can't. And then when you go start going down that path, that's when things can really just be detrimental. And we keep always bringing it back on this podcast. It's not just detrimental to your health. It's detrimental to your mental health. And that is so much more, you know, devastating to the impact. That's the, sorry to interrupt. I'm I'm, sorry to everyone. If you're going to DM me that I interrupt people, I'm sorry for interrupting. I just No, we want you to talk. You're you're the, you're leading this. I don't mean, I would interrupt a man, a woman. I interrupt everybody. (laughs) I don't take offense. I'm the queen of interrupting. Okay, good. Um, So I, I just, it it is, it's, it goes back to my dad going, how much do you weigh on the beach? It's like, that is a moment. I have another story. And, and this all works in the mental health. Again, another day where I feel like I'm doing it. I'm feeling good. My dad's like, let's go hit some balls on the golf course. They live on a golf course here. I was like, great. I'll go out with you. Chill day. I put on shirt. I put on one of his shirts. I'm like, I don't really like this shirt. I put on my shorts. I don't really look like you, you look how you play type of thing. I don't really like, I look like I like found a bunch of things and created a golf outfit out of it. Okay, so I'm already like, I don't know if this is really what I should be wearing. I go out there and this woman comes up to me. My dad goes, this is our neighbor, so-and-so. And she goes, oh, my God, you exercise next to my daughter. And I'm like, you exercise? And I was like, that's such a weird way to like. Yeah, say, what does that mean? My daughter. And, I, and I also, I'm like waiting for my dad to hear you exercise next to my daughter. Like. It's also like one of those things when someone like says to you like, hey, you go to the same gym as my daughter. Like everyone's like looking at you. Do you even look like you go to the gym? You know, like like that's kind of where my head goes. It's like I don't look in shape enough to exercise next to anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) That was my first thought of like, no, no, no. Like, Like I don't want anyone knowing that this body exercises like that was my first insecurity 
And she kept saying it. You exercise next to my daughter years ago. Now it's years ago. Now I've gained a ton of weight since I used to exercise next to her daughter. Well, like, like, that's my, all the <laughs> yeah, that, that's my insecurity. So then I go, and then she goes, I go, was it Barry's boot camp? I used to go to Barry's all the time. She goes, yes, you were next to her at Barry's boot camp. And I go, and she goes, and her boyfriend is obsessed with you. He's the biggest fan. And I'm like, that's how they know me. Like, I don't know her from Yeah, yeah. and you're like, thank they you. Know me they, yeah, they enjoy my comedy. Thank you. Like, or, you know, whatever. And I, so she says that I get over the hump. I'm like sweating at this point. I walk away from it. Her husband comes over. I thought I escaped. Her husband comes over. She goes, yeah, you got to meet my husband. She, she goes, Ronnie or whatever his name is. You're Ronnie. Jared exercises next to Rachel. And I, now I'm back <laughs> in fucking exercise land. And now I'm also opened up to this new person who gets to judge if I exercise or not. And he goes, he, he immediately, he doesn't miss a beat. He goes, well, not anymore, obviously. And I'm like, no. and, he goes, and, and, and she goes, what? Like, she immediately is like, what? And I'm like, just say that the, the boyfriend likes my comedy. Like, like please. Like, Quickly say oh. it. <laughs> yeah, like, she, he goes, well, not recently, obviously. And he goes, doesn't look like any of them have been working out. And she goes, why would you say that? And he goes, what? Rachel could lose a few. Now he's like talking shit about his daughter. Oh he's talking God. shit about me. I felt like such garbage. Like, and I was like, my dad's like, you ready to go golf? And I'm like, no, I want to go hide in my bedroom and get naked and hide under the sheets and not feel a belt around my waist. Like, I was like, get me out of here. And I like, it took me like two holes of golf to like forget like to shake it off yeah. like just that feeling of like that guy who's like basically being like you don't look like you exercise like you know like I don't feel comfortable it's in these clothes so insane how we uh, like how people just think that they can really truly judge and assume what you do just based on your appearance like but then we it allow is, that to dictate our thoughts and our mood it's totally. insane and, and I, I just was like, and again, this is all my insecurities. You can't know, again, this is a nice person. This, this family, mm. I genuinely believe they're good people. And they only, like, I, uh, people think that because I make fun of shit that I'm the most miserable person in the world. And because I like to, like, rant about stuff. I like doing that. Like, it's fun for me. And I genuinely, at the, every joke I tell I genuinely believe that people start as good people and we all, we can all make mistakes or we can misinterpret things or say the wrong thing. I, I'm that person. I make the wrong decisions every day with how I speak and I speak all the fucking time. I never shut the fuck up. So like, I, I don't want to villi- I Some people take what I say as like villain vilifying someone. That's not how I believe. I just think it's an interesting thing to unpack Mm. to know that like hey we're all the same we're all feeling shit like it's like there's a lot of like older comics that will make fun of people for wanting um he she they like and and wanting their own uh to be the the gender pronoun and it's like okay i didn't understand what you were saying then yeah yeah when like like older comics will make fun of gender pronouns and i'm like yeah 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 listen making a mistake on someone's gender pronoun is not beyond me like i i am not beyond that mistake i would also if someone said to me hey i go by they i would go there it is like i'm not gonna like take the other direction just to make someone mad like if someone lets you know that once you know you're better for it in the in 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 the long term like when i I used to, when I would have, I used to say girls all the time instead of woman. And I made a real effort to be like, no, I don't, I don't know what the, like, I wouldn't say like the boys, but and if I didn't, I wouldn't think anything. If someone called me a boy, I wouldn't think anything of it. But if someone says it to me, I go, all right, no, take it. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I should say woman instead of girl, but I'll make that mistake again. So like, I think we all have to like, give out the empathy that you'll receive. So like, I, again, I'm making fun of like, 
this guy sounds like an evil asshole, but like he's joking around. He's just trying to fuck around, I guess. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like making fun of that so that someone who would do that knows Doesn't that they're the punchline. Like yeah. they know, you know what I mean? Like, and how it's being received. Yeah. And I, if I do a show and I talk about this on stage, I would talk about that guy and I would make fun of how ridiculous they are, you know? And it's like, I think that's a powerful thing more than they're awful. I don't know. You know, I, I think you guys know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah You're out here making comedy educational. There's morals to your stories. <laughs> so morals to my stories. Yeah. I have a special coming out um, and it's going to be on YouTube. So you guys can watch it. Oh, and there's, sick. There, yeah. There's, um, there's, you know, there's, there's messages, there's themes to that too. So I, I want, but it's not on weight loss. I, I'm saving the weight material for after. This was all COVID because I, I didn't know what to do with it. It's all COVID jokes. Um, because I just don't I, I like. I hope comedy offers like relief for things that are sensitive to talk about. So whether that's yeah. COVID and you can poke fun of it, or for you, even, I don't know if you've ever like really sat down and thought about it, but if, if weight is kind of an internal emotional issue for you, it's really easy to flip that on its head and talk about it in a way that adds comedy. Cause it's cathartic. And that's why it resonates. I do a half hour of body issue stuff and it'll be like 15 minutes into it. And I say to the crowd, because like now I'm 15 minutes into a show where all I've talked about is, you know, like my body. And I will always say, don't worry, there's only 45 more minutes of me talking about my body issues. Don't worry. And <laughs> but it's like probably cathartic for you to it, like talk about it. Because you maybe, I don't know, like guys don't talk about that stuff with their friends. And maybe that's why you turn to comedy to talk about it. Because you didn't have that person to text be like hey Sophie like I'm having a shit day my arms don't fit into the shirt sure yeah totally I I and I I think also like I also understand that like my body like to like to some people my body could be a goal and to other people my body is the worst thing that could ever happen to them and I understand that and I think sometimes when you see comedians talk about weight stuff on stage they are unrelatable because they're just like, I'm just a normal dude. Like, and I, and I just, or I guess I shouldn't say normal, but like, I'm just like, I'm someone who other people can see themselves in. I think mm. you're relatable. I would, I would hope so. Yeah. I would I hope think so. so. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's been so incredible to talk to you, to hear your perspective, to hear your journey. I know that you've plugged a few things now. Is there anything else that you want to plug to? I know how to audience? plug <laughs> Anywhere I go, um, I'm Instagram. That's the center of my wheel at Jared Freed. Uh, when's this come out? Uh, when? In a few days, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> so I'm doing a virtual show, so you can watch anywhere around the world um, oh. on February 9th. Amazing. We'll so put that in the anyone, show notes. Yeah, it's on February 9th. If you go to my website, jaredfreed.com, you can watch. It's a Valentine's Day show, and it's really that sounds so special, fun. Yeah, I'm going to do a monologue. I'm going to have special guests. We're going to play games. I'm going to give someone a dating app makeover. Um, it's going to be really a fun night. And I've done a bunch of them. And what ends up happening is there's like a Zoom after party. So people meet each other. Um, it's a really like uh, fun event. And I enjoy doing it. And yeah, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So if anyone wants to come out, like tickets are like 12 bucks right now. And you it's can like 10 pounds. 10 pounds. That's right. And I, I, and if you want, you can make it, you know, make it your date night. It, it's something to look forward to, especially if you're just like not looking to, you know, be, you know, whatever your taste for going out is, I'm sure a lot of people are stuck at home. So no one's going out right now. So yeah, we're in, national, <laughs> we're in a national lockdown till oh, they, God. they just said March. So we're not going oh, anywhere. God. So listen, London, come on out. I want, I want all, is it the UK or, or England? What is it? Is that Either. the dumbest question that's ever been asked on this? No, one? some people say you. I guess it's like we say U.S. or America. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that. Would be, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I guess it's so, if we're uh, getting technical about like Scotland and Ireland. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I would love to have some. You know, I know this. Uh, I've get messages from across the pond every now and again, but I uh, I would love for more people to you know check out what I do. So.
at Jared Freed and jaredfreed.com to get tickets for the show. Amazing. There you go, guys. Well, thank you so much and see you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe. And share with your friends if you love this episode. It really does help us get seen in the chart. You can now also order our Forking Wellness book anywhere books are sold. Order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery. And Barnes & Noble in America. And if you love the book, we would so appreciate a review on Amazon. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.